All right, moms, let's talk about the elephant in the room for freelancers. How to handle a client from hell. And I mean this in the literal sense. Hey mom, so welcome to another episode of the Life Unboxed blog show where we talk about all things momtrepreneur, from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important one, keeping your sanity. I am Jody the mom from lifeunboxed.blog. I am a homeschool mom of six kids, ages two to 17, and I run a successful virtual assistant business for more than eight years. So, and I share with you all of my knowledge here on the channel. Yes, I give a ton of stuff away for free as much as I can. So be sure to support the channel by liking and subscribing to the channel because we have to bring the burnt offerings to those algorithmic gods, if I can say it. Anyway, so let's get into the show. But we, before we do, I just want to say there's a bunch of resources for the show. So instead of me just saying, oh, and I got another show for that, and I got another show for that, I got a bunch of shows and a bunch of resources for you. So just check the show notes out, and then we don't have to interrupt the entire show with me like, hey, guys, go check out this show. I got another one over there. Anyway, let's talk, let's get into, let's talk about a client from hell. We've all had them. If you've been doing this for any length of time, you encounter clients that were difficult or even toxic. If you are just starting out, then you will encounter them as well. So as an independent contractor and entrepreneur, clients are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So whether you are a coach, virtual assistant, graphic designer, artist, or bookkeeper, you are going to encounter difficult people to work with. But let me just add this disclaimer so anyone watching or listening isn't thinking, is she talking about me? Or, oh, I bet she might be talking about this person over here. So let me just say this. I am not referring to anyone specifically. The show is written generally and is intended to be taken generally. Okay. On the positive side, clients from hell are usually few and far between. Since you are the queen of your schedule and master of your time, it is okay to fire a client from hell. How you do this is the important part. My number one piece of advice when it comes to taking on clients is to always work with good people. And the good clients will crowd out the difficult ones. I promise. And I know what you're thinking right now, especially if you're just starting out, but I need to make money. I understand. I understand that heart palpitating need to make money. So when you're starting out or you're in a slow period, it can be very tempting to take on everyone. It really is hard to turn someone down when you know you need the money. And let's be real, we all need money to live and by the homeschool curriculum, you know, it is necessary. So unless you're going to add an extra stress tax to your fee, 
Um, I have another contractor friend, not a virtual assistant, does something else, but he calls it a PIA tax. It's a pain in the, and I'll let you finish it off. So I will just call it an extra stress tax because I want you to be able to watch this with your kid, if with your kids around or listen to it with your kids around. Um, so unless you're going to add these extra taxes, it is not worth the work to, um, to, it is not worth it to work with difficult people. The added stress, frustration, and emotional toll is too much. And there are better people to save your time for. You are a homeschool mom and a work from home mom. You have enough on your plate without adding a toxic a toxic person to your list. If someone is going to be difficult, then add that extra stress tax to your fee and it should be high. Or just work with good people. There are more great clients out there than difficult ones. So you do have a choice, even if it doesn't feel like it at the moment. All right, so what makes a client a client from hell? How do you spot a difficult client? It would be better to just not work with them from the start, right? Spot them and be like, let's move on. All right, this really depends on you. First, you need to understand what you're willing to deal with because nobody is perfect, including you and me. I know I'm not perfect. So there will be certain idiosyncrasies that you are more than willing to overlook or to work with. So ask yourself, what is your tolerance level? On the other hand, there are a few things that are warning signs that the client will reach beyond your tolerance level. So three signs of a difficult client. Number one, entitled. So entitlement can come in all shapes and forms, but if the client feels entitled to your time all the time, then run away. No one has the right to access you 24-7. Whether it is an employer or a client, this is not okay. If the client is calling outside of your office hours without apology, then this This is a warning sign that they will end up being a client from hell. So as a work from home mom, you need to have boundaries for yourself and your clients. This is necessary in order to find balance with your mom schedule. Your kids are demanding enough. You don't need an adult being just as demanding. So expectations. Are the client's expectations reasonable? Do they match what they are willing to pay? Do they keep increasing and changing? So if a client doesn't fully understand what is needed and is constantly changing his mind, this is also a red flag. He may be a very nice person. Like that's the thing. Uh, Toxic clients or difficult clients doesn't mean they're nasty people. It just means that they're really difficult to work with. So, but if the expectations are constantly moving, are, are a constantly moving target, it's going to make him a very difficult person to work with. Number three, they're just difficult. If someone tells you that they are difficult to work with, believe them and move on. Okay, 
I am still surprised at the number of people who proudly have told me they are difficult to work with. Because in my mind, I am thinking, if you know you're so difficult, like, it's like saying, like, hey, I know I'm a jerk, but, oh, well. It's like, what? If you know you're a jerk, then change. Why is it a good thing or something to be proud of? That one always boggles my mind. So if the client knows he is difficult, is proud to wear the badge, and tells you he is difficult, then walk away. This is a sign that he won't respect your boundaries, your time, or you. There is no amount of extra stress tax that will make it worth it. So how do you handle a client from hell? Because sometimes one slips through or in your need to make money, you decide that your tolerance level is really high. Then you have that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach and ask yourself, what have I done? This question keeps circling through your brain. So what do you do? Number one, stop before you start. So I know this is redundant, but let me say it again. If the person is difficult, don't work with them to start with. Vet the potential potential clients before you start. Ask for referrals. Like they're going to ask you for referrals. Ask them for referrals. This is, you're not being hired as an employee. You're being hired um, not to work for somebody, but to work with somebody. And that is a very, uh, that is a distinction that needs to be clear. You're working with someone, not for someone. So ask for referrals. Check out social media, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, especially if it's a business, you'd be surprised what you find on there. Um, Search for them online. Do your due diligence as well. Um, So usually when I get a client, if I know we have um, or interest call and I know that we have similar connections, I will ask those similar connections what they think Um, because I don't want to waste my time either. It is kind of a long process to onboard a client, so you have to really be um, committed to it. So all the clients I take are by referral only. Either I know them personally or a friend has referred them. If a friend is referring them, your friend doesn't want to send you a difficult person. And this creates an organic vetting process as well. Because your friend will be able to fill you in on the quirks. Either way, the client is vetted and you are prepared. Number two. So this is the only other time I'm going to say there's a bunch of resources in the show notes about a contract. Okay. So I'm not going to say it again. Hopefully. Maybe. Um, But I wanted to point this out because I know this can be the most overwhelming part. And people, um, some people may just say, well, it's not worth it. It is worth it. So be sure to do your due diligence with a contract. And you need a contract for your business because it spells out your fees, your office hours, expectations, etc. So a contract will help to establish boundaries. It will also be a reminder of what you've agreed to. So if a client is looking for something to be rushed, You can remind her of your rush fees, point to the contract, the one that they signed and agreed to all the terms, that contract. Yeah. So if the client asks for something that is beyond the initial scope of the contract, 
Again, refer them back to the contract and then charge them more for the requested work if it requires more. It may not require an additional charge. Your contract should also have a termination clause in it. Usually it is ju- it just states that either party can end it at any time and the client is still responsible to pay you for the work. So usually I have in there that final product will be delivered, whatever that may look like, once I have received the final payment. It's just a little bit of leverage. Um, not that I've ever had to use it. I will say that is there, but I've never had to use it. And number three, finish what you start. I am a huge proponent of natural endings. As a freelancer, natural endings are going to be your best friend. You still need to get other clients and have a good reputation. So as much as you want to burn the bridge and end a a relationship in a flame of glory, don't do it. I remember it was a few years ago. It had to be more than 10 years ago now. There was this girl who quit her job on YouTube and like the video went viral and she had created this music video and it really made her current employer look bad. And um, I remember like she was on Queen Latifah, like when, does Queen Latifah even still have a talk show? I don't even know. Um, And Queen Latifah offered her a job. I remember thinking like, why would you want to hire her? Like, you know, she just like, she went out in like a blaze of glory over there. How do you know she's not going to do that to you too? So I say all that to say as much as you might want to like dynamite that bridge, don't do it. Your integrity is your greatest asset as a virtual assistant. So end every business relationship with integrity. And if you need to fire a client from hell, finish any project you are working on or reach a natural milestone that the client can easily pass on to someone else. So this is not to make it easier for the client. You are giving them no room for the client uh, for you're giving no room for any client to disparage you in any way. So you're just kind of like you're putting seals on everything. You're giving them absolutely no ammunition whatsoever that you want to end it with the only thing that they can say about you is she did a great job. So find the natural conclusions. The end of the year, tax season is over. The book is complete and ready to print. Whatever it may be for you, don't work against the natural endings. Use them. Okay. There is a lot on your plate as I work from home mom. You're running a business, juggling clients, and homeschooling your kids. Avoid adding more stress to your already stressful life. It is not worth it to take on a client from hell. So if you are ready to start your own virtual assistant business, then download the MomBoss 2.0 workbook. Okay, I said it again, and we'll leave the link in the show notes below. And it's going to get you started. It's going to walk you step-by-step through everything that you need to think about um, as you're getting ready to launch your own virtual assistant business. And this can apply to any type of business. So it's not specific to administration. If you want to be like a freelance artist, you can use this as well. So I am so glad you joined me today. And if you like the show, be sure to like and subscribe. 
And it really does help to satisfy the algorithmic gods. One day I'll be able to say it correctly. Uh, And that's not just for YouTube. That's for the podcast. And you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much any platform you listen to podcasts on. And again, subscribe to it on that platform, like it, give it a five-star review. All of these things help to give those burnt offerings. And you can also support you can also support the show with coffee. So visit Kofi and that's ko-fi.com forward slash life unboxed blog to buy this tired mama. See, I need it. I need that cup of joe. And for more great mom entrepreneur content, follow Life Unbox on social media or check out lifeunbox.blog. And be sure to share the podcast, website, and video with your friends. And I will see you in the next show.